1: You're listening
0: to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. This is episode one of season four of the TV show in 2022 in Australia. Okay, I think that's everything. Hey Zoe, how you doing?
2: Hello. Woohoo, we're back, baby.
0: (laughs) It hasn't actually been that long because we were here for Christmas, but it feels like I feel really rusty. I feel really out of practice. Yeah. I don't even know how to talk properly. Is that what... Do normal podcasters get that or are we just like hella unprofessional?
2: I think we're just hella unprofessional, so I would like to extend an apology in advance to anyone listening to maybe like the first three episodes. Yeah, that checks out. Just just while we get back into the swing of things. (laughs) It was an interesting episode... First episodes
0: have always been really tough because even though it is such a long build, it's cut down into the episode and there's so many teams and we're getting to know everyone. Mm -hmm. And so in the end, we really only see flashes of different teams and flashes of the builds. And so it definitely is hard to get a good read on on how things are going from a first episode.
2: Yeah, first episode, we tend to see a little bit of a lot of things. So there is a lot to take in. We're obviously introduced to our eight teams this year. Very exciting. But yeah, I don't like, I don't feel like I know anyone yet. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. We got to start off with
0: a little, uh, some, some previews of what's coming up in the season, kind of like a mini trailer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, maybe they do that every season and I just forgot, but it felt new this time. So... Do you want to talk about some stuff that we saw real quick?
2: Yeah, a couple of things I wrote down. Well, there are a few things that we had already seen in trailers that we sort of mentioned
0: Yes, yes. last
2: episode, like the drones, being outside, being at the SCG. A couple of things I wrote down was that The over-under build is back. I don't know if you remember that from last season, but where they have to build half of it on top of the table and half of it underneath. Cool, So keen for that because that's always an interesting one. Yeah. And looked like there was some kind of like hanging challenge, which we have seen the last few seasons where it's like suspended in the air, so... I like those ones too.
0: Those are always cool because it's like a tough technical challenge, but also the builds get so creative because it's such a wild space to build in. So both are exciting. Okay, cool. As we have said, lots of outdoor challenges and also like Delta Grudrums there. We didn't really get much more clarity on that from what we've seen in the trailer, but
2: like, she's definitely there. It wasn't a mistake. No, she's confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that uh, we learned at the start of this episode was that there are no second chances this season. There's no, like, anyone coming back into it. There's, like, once you're eliminated, you're eliminated. And they also place
0: a specific emphasis on the fact that the eliminations were going to be a surprise this year. Yeah. Which, like, first of all, they kind of always have been a little bit well sort of they've been a surprise to us in that like it hasn't been like wednesday is an elimination but i guess what they're saying is they'll enter a build without knowing if it's going to be an elimination is that is that kind of what you got it read it as
2: yeah i think maybe they'll get told at the start of the build rather than previously i assume they've been told like days before we also got some more info on this crazy titanium brick of triumph with the most insane entrance I've ever seen for a brick. <laughs> so what we know, and I, I still have some questions because like I don't understand it, but I feel like I should. We know that contestants play for it every build, so it can be one off each other rather than last season where you won it and you got to keep it until you wanted to use it. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. If you hold it and then you go into the build and it's an elimination, are you automatically safe? Because they, they made it sound like, you have to do every single build. So do you still build, but it's just that you're safe? Like, why would... I don't get it.
0: I think what it is, you know, there's always been a curse where if you win a challenge, then the next challenge, you're probably going to get eliminated. Like, we've seen that happen a few times. Mm-hmm. I think that's an exaggeration, but like, that, that's kind of <laughs> happened. I think what it is is kind of the opposite of that, where if you win a challenge, then you get the brick and the next challenge you can't get eliminated, but you still have to build because... If you win that challenge, then you can keep the brick. Or if you, that's someone right. else wins the challenge, I think that's kind of what they're going for. Okay,
2: okay, I think I get I reckon it. Reckon that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so if you hold the brick, you are safe that build, but you still build because you're you're playing to see whether you keep the brick or not. That's what I reckon it is. Yeah. So it's like you can't go. Yeah, you can't go home, but you still have to build to see whether or not you keep it, or if another team can win it off you.
0: Yeah, that checks out to me. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going for. And overall, I guess it makes sense from like a produce point of view because that way they can just like adapt the show as they go. If they want to keep some teams in for longer or if they want to start slimming down the teams, they can just like add a whim, be like, all right, Brickman, this one is an elimination. We should jump into talking about the actual builds, but one more quick thing. Did you notice that they gave away the big secret that we figured out last season? We blew the door
2: wide open and they said,
0: ah, shucks, you caught us. We (laughs) might as well confess.
2: I literally wrote in capital letters, clock conspiracy confirmed. Is that what you're talking about? Clock conspiracy (laughs) mega confirmed. Mega confirmed. I'm definitely talking
0: about that. (laughs) They had a shot where like Hamish was like looking at the clock waiting for it to turn on and then it turned on and I was like, ah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, so if anyone has forgotten last season, we had this conspiracy that the clock is not shown at all times, so the contestants don't actually know how much time they have until they do an announcement. And this confirmed that conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy anymore. It's true. It's fact. Yeah, no. So here's a question then. Do you think they actually build for 16 hours, say? Because the contestants have no idea what time it is they could be building for like 25 hours and they oh, yeah, wouldn't sure. know.
0: So here's my like double conspiracy. Now, now that we've <laughs> okay. been proven right once, I'm just going to go hard. Yeah. I think that obviously we've made the assumption that the, the challenges get broken up over a couple of days and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to die building Lego. Love that. Yes. I reckon though what they do is they keep an eye on how everyone's going because obviously they, they as in like the show, want pretty cool builds. They don't want yes. lame builds. So. I think if they're keeping an eye on things and contestants are really struggling and it's like a harder challenge and they go, Mm -hmm. oh, we should have given them more time, they'll just do it. They'll just give them a couple more hours and it's kind of in everyone's best interest, right?
2: Yeah, because the contestants can do a better build and then the audience gets to see better builds and gets to see people's ability better. I reckon they
0: totally do it. A hundred percent. And, like, we're not trying to cause any controversy here, Channel 9. We think it's a good move. We think it's smart. We like it. (laughs) But that's absolutely a conspiracy. Yeah,
2: for sure. First challenge, 16 hours. And that seems longer than usual for a first episode, was it not? I feel like the first ones have been pretty long, although
0: we've often had, like, a split challenge for the first one where they'll build and they'll get a twist and they'll build it for a few more hours. Yeah,
2: that's true. Like a one, like two parts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this one was like the pool of destiny slash drain the ocean slash what's at the bottom of the ocean vibes. And they had this like massive pool and there was a shipwreck in the middle. And then there was like eight circular platforms around it where the teams had to build. It would then be filled up with water and then drain to reveal the builds. Pretty sick. In my opinion.
0: I liked the idea a lot. I thought They made a bit of a joke about it, but the water drained like super, super slowly. So slow. Like if you sort of kept an eye on it, I reckon it would have taken like half an hour to drain, right? Like it was really, really slow, which of course it is. There's a lot of water in there. Yeah. But I was like,
1: um,
2: okay. It was also really high up. I think they said it was like three, like the pool was like three meters deep, which I mean we will talk about later, but that that's hard to build for. Like that definitely stuffed up a couple of the teams. I wonder if it
0: needed to be that deep. I definitely want to circle back to this point and we'll we'll get to it in a little bit because I have some thoughts about the whole pool depth thing. Pool depth gate, we'll call it. Pool pool (laughs) gate, depth gate, something like that. We'll, We'll come back to that in just a bit.
2: Let's jump to Alex and Caleb. They did the big sea worm thing attacking the three free divers.
0: Okay, I know I said I wanted to circle back to Pool depth gate, and I'm going to do it right now because they are a good example of it. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of to-do was made about how the models are going to look when you're looking at them from up above in the pool. Yeah. Alex and Caleb are an example of that. Um, Henry and Joss are another really good example of that where Brickman said, hey, you should change your model because you're going to be looking at it from above. Yeah. And when he said that to the first team, I was like, oh, that's an interesting note but then Hamish kind of went around and every team sort of had to be told this thing. So my first point is like, sounds like someone explained the challenge badly. Like if every single team is getting a fundamental thing wrong, something's happened there and halfway through the build, the producers have gone, Oh no, we're not gonna be able to see to any one. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm really not interested in holding that against any of the final builds, really, because it yeah. feels like it was kind of a miscommunication. No, no one's at fault, but um, that's not that's low on my criteria list. The other thing I was gonna say is, once the builds were done, I feel like the angle wasn't even that bad. Like maybe they made some adjustments to make it less deep, but I feel like the first reveal of the pirate ship with the empty pool, like, felt much deeper mm. than when we actually saw the builds. I was like, oh. We can see them all pretty clearly even from like the camera angles from where the contestants were so it did feel to quote our friend Shakespeare it did feel a bit like much to do about nothing (laughs) much ado about nothing I'll edit that
2: yeah agree with all the above I thought it was interesting that this was the first challenge because it was really hard to see any of the small details or any mini stories that people had going on. And so I think Alex and Caleb did a good job of having like one main thing Mm -hmm. and not focusing too much on smaller stories because there really wasn't an opportunity for anyone to see them.
0: I think that's a really good point. Yeah. All the builds that stood out were the ones that felt like it was a core centerpiece, as you said. And then there were a couple of builds that were a bit more like a diorama with lots of things going on and it just wasn't a great showcase of that. I
2: also really liked how they their sea worm was like bright red and like they use a lot of contrasting colors. So I'm interested to see where they go because I feel like they understand like colours really well.
0: For sure. I think Alex and Caleb are gonna be a super interesting team. I liked the um big dune energy of this worm that we had. Wonder if that was intentional or not. I'm going to say yes, it was. But yeah, hard, hard to say too much. I'm sorry, guys. We just we just didn't see too much of it. But we'll keep an eye on next episode.
2: Let's jump to Lexi and Rachel. Very interesting. Lots of chat about the mermaid curse. So let's dive into that.
0: First things first, we got to see a bit of our best friend Annie in this episode because they had a flashback of her mermaid and always great times when we get to see Annie. So thank you, Lexi and Rachel, for (laughs) granting us that. That was great times. Lexi did make a big deal at the beginning about how she was really good at building heads. She specifically said, I think the quote was like, I'm great at Lego heads. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, Lexi, love that. And then at the end of the build... She was like, sorry, yeah, the heads took up the entire build. Hey, Lexi,
2: um, that seems like you made your own bed, if I'm <laughs> honest. Yeah, it's it's a hard one because obviously, like, being good at those big characters is a huge strength in this show. Like, we've seen some crazy builds over the years with those kind of characters. Yeah, but they take up the most time, I have to assume, yeah, as someone yeah. who's never built a character <laughs> in their
0: life. It's tough for me because there's certain types of builds that come up every now and then that I just don't like that I've learned. For example, really Australian reference builds. Not for yeah. me. <laughs> and that sort of medium scale, I don't know if there's a more technical term for it, where it's not like a huge thing, but it's not like minifig scale. That sort of in-between level of detail, it's just not something that I particularly yeah, resonate with. Not for you. And that's a me problem. It's not a, it's not a them problem. And so this build, all I was busy with thinking about other mermaids we've had. Right. So I think I'm going to have to keep an eye on what Lexi and Rachel give us next episode and in the coming episodes just to really see what what they've got and hopefully Lexi can uh, expand her skill set so she's not doing just the one thing because that is also a downfall of teams sometimes where they have like one strength and that's it.
2: Yeah, they get caught up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something else that um, I realised when we did have that little flashback of Annie was that, the two teams that were affected by the mermaid curse, Annie and Runa and Jen and Jodie, both all-female teams. So I did not have high hopes because I was like, it's another all-female team doing a mermaid. Odds against them. But obviously they prevailed. The curse has been broken. Fantastic for future seasons. And I thought their build was really sweet overall.
0: Could you imagine though if when they said, hey, Brickman, has the Mermaid curse been broken? If he just said, like, no and eliminated them on the first episode. Right?
2: It was, (laughs) like, them asking that question kind of gave it away because, Yeah. yeah, if he said no, that we would have known they were eliminated. But if, but by him saying yes, we knew they were safe.
0: I guess he could have said no and then given them feedback and not like eliminated them.
2: But like
0: imagine just like first episode, he'd be
2: like, he's like, I told you, I don't like mermaids. You're off the show. That would have been
0: (laughs) controversial.
2: Another thing that I would like us to look out for is uh, Lexi is a sassy lady and I'm so here for it. But I feel like her and Brickman are like, on the verge of fighting already. That's right. (laughs) I just feel like, because she's like, this is what I want to do. This is my build. Like she really backs herself, which is amazing. And I just feel like everyone else is normally like, okay, Brickman, like if you think I should change it, I'll change it. But she's like, no, nope, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I'm I'm really keen to see how that plays out. Yeah,
0: and that's something that contestants have definitely learned before where episode one, episode mm-hmm. two, they say, no, I think I need to believe in myself. And they quickly realise Brickman is the Brickman. Yeah. Like if he has a thought, I should yeah. listen to it. So yeah, good He's point. He's the judge. Yeah, He's the, the one judge.
2: <laughs> Let's go to Nick and Jean who did the Wild Wild Wet, which I thought was a really cute name. And they had like cowboys and seahorses. I thought this was super fun. Again,
0: this is another team. I really struggled because I just feel like we didn't get too much screen time of their build.
2: No screen time. Who are they? Yeah, I, would have I don't loved know to anything actually about
0: see. them. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. And I would have loved to actually see more details. Totally. I know I'm saying this about every team, but I just, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on them for the next few episodes and and see what's going on there. I
2: think, yeah, overall, I liked the build from, from what I did see of it. Um, they obviously had a few issues with like placement angles, like pretty much everyone else did, but. I really liked that they had a cowboy riding a seahorse. I thought that was really fun.
0: Yeah, some of our favourite builds have been cowboys in the past. So good sign. Good work, Nick and Jean. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Next we have Andrew and Crystal who did the Amelia Earhart's crashed plane. Super original idea. Like I never would have thought of this. But something that I wrote down, which Brickman did end up saying was like, It's a bit hard to understand if you're not a big Amelia Earhart fan. So none of their build was overly obvious to me because I know precisely nothing about her.
0: Such a creative idea. I really loved it. And I think it's a great sign for Andrew and Crystal. Mm. Excited to see what they do next time. But even knowing that it was like a crash plane, I could still barely even see that it was a crash plane. Not that it looked like technically bad. It didn't look sloppy, but just like the composition of it. I was like, "What? what's going on here? I love I, I loved the idea, but what are you doing? So... Yeah, tough.
2: Yeah, I think it might be one of those ones that's way better in person, which we do see from time to time, yes. like the camera and just like it being on TV just doesn't do it justice.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're bang on.
2: I did really like the goggles that were like kind of on the side and like moving around as the water drained, which was really cool. I think overall these guys have great technical skills and like Brickman said that they use a lot of bricks really creatively. So I think they will be a team to watch. Let's jump to Branko and Max, the father-son duo, and they had Poseidon protecting the underwater town. This looked great. I really liked this.
0: Yeah, definitely high hopes for these guys. I liked that they went straight for a big character Mm. and I really liked the choice for the all-white Poseidon. I thought that was like a
2: really um, striking but like risky choice in a good way. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought to do white, but it was a really good choice on their behalf because it really stood out amongst all the other builds.
0: Definitely. I thought it was really good. Um, I liked the way they worked together. We had a lot of fun with Branco being like, oh, no, I accidentally broke something. And Max being like, dad, oh, no.
2: Yeah, they're a really sweet team. Yeah, yeah. I was super impressed with the hair. Like as soon as he was like, yeah, we want the hair to like flow as the water drains. I was like, how on earth are you going to do that? They didn't really go into the details, but they almost look like little paddles or something that they had like Attached all together and it, it looked great in the end. It was interesting the whole,
0: like, oh, I want something to happen in my build as the water drains. Like, that wasn't mentioned at all at the beginning, but then a couple of teams sort of started doing that. So mm. I was a bit vague. Like, was it actually a criteria, basically, that Brickman wanted? I was a bit vague on that. Yeah. But um, the, the teams that did it did it well.
2: I think it's kind of like having power functions or motors in your build where it's not part of the criteria, but it's very much something Brickman would enjoy. So, do it. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it becomes a bit of like an arms race where if one team's doing it, then every team feels like they have to do it, so on and so forth.
2: Yeah. Let's move on to Daniel and Kirsty, who had the underwater alien world. And they were another team that used the water to make some sort of effect. So, they had these sort of like pods that dropped down as the water dropped, which I thought was cool.
0: It was such a unique idea of like an underwater habitat. Like that was, again, the only build <laughs> that was in that direction, super unique. Yes. But we just didn't see much of it. And I know Daniel and Kirsty, you guys poured 16 hours each, 32 hours collectively into this house. Um, yeah, and I just barely got to see it. But what we did see
2: was kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's a prime example of one of those ones that had lots of little details and like a – like lots of stories going on, so you kind of need to be able to see it up close. So from far away, it just didn't do it justice. Exactly, yeah. The alien was super cute. I thought they did a great job on that. But I almost think they could have made it bigger, like maybe if they'd simplified the overall story and then made the alien like a bit more of a bigger feature, it would have been easier to follow.
0: Yeah, just a bit more scale overall.
2: Mm. We'll go to Trent and Paul who, for starters, had a Lego-themed wedding that looked gorgeous. I think instantly Trent
0: and Paul are, like, the ones to beat. Or maybe not the ones to beat, but, like, a very strong team.
2: They're up there, yeah.
0: Like, combined, Lego experience between the two of them. And also, as Mm -hmm. proved by this first build, great taste in Lego as well. I think they're going to be really good.
2: Yeah, and I think they might be like fan favorites just from this first episode. So they did the art wreckage. They did flag that they were big art fans. So they had, I missed the artist's name, but it's like very famous. The one artwork with like the bold primary colors and like the shapes, and then the other one, darker colors, and that was like Van Gogh's self-portrait.
0: I thought it was a really cool idea as well. Another really unique idea.
2: Yeah, I thought all the fish looked great. The big spiky ones. That was, um, like, imitating that bold primary colours artwork. That one was maybe a little bit distracting, I thought, from the angle we saw at least. Maybe from the other side it wasn't. But the actual artworks and, like, the sort of chest they had them coming out of looked amazing. They're another team that, like, understands colours and composition really well.
0: And also just the idea of, like, a chameleon fish is very funny and and very smart as well.
2: Yeah. Something else I noticed uh, with them was... The way Brickman pronounced a particular word, I have always pronounced it caveat or caveat, but he pronounced it caveat. Oh, I didn't even notice that, but that's weird. when he, he was He was like, I would have said, oh, one caveat is blah, 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 but he was like caveat, and I was like, what?
0: <laughs> that is weird. That's super weird. It's like
2: Lego Lego all over again. Oh,
0: my God, Lego Lego. That was a time. That was a wild time. (laughs) Bring it back.
2: (laughs) Lastly, we had Henry and Joss, our winners of the episode. I will say the first thing I wrote down for them was, again, in capital letters, Joss looks so familiar. And then I spent like 10 minutes Googling different actors And then I realised he looks exactly like Ben Platt. Joss, I'm so sorry if you get that all the time and I'm just adding to the noise. Um, These guys did the sea serpent in the coral reef with like the one little scared fish. I thought this was super cute storytelling, very Finding Nemo vibes. I really
0: liked it as well, yeah. Like I had some ideas in my head of who I thought my favourites were and these guys were definitely on that list. The execution of that serpent like technically and aesthetically I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way they dealt with Brickman's reposing criticism was really good. Yeah. Like they found a way to make it work without having to throw out too much time. I thought that
2: was really good as well. Uh, yeah, good team. They also mentioned that they don't want to do anything that's been done on the show before, and I, I respect that. Thank you.
1: Wow. Nice. Yeah.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy.
1: Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Next episode, we have the ring of fire. So it looks like their build has to like fly over nine school buses, I think they said, and then through a ring of fire. Very dramatic. I couldn't quite
0: tell from the trailer, is it like if it doesn't make it into the Ring of Fire, they're out? Like I wonder if that's part of it as well, or if it's just like hopefully it does make it through the ring because it'll look much cooler.
2: I reckon it mustn't be an elimination for that reason.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It
2: must be that they're playing for some kind of advantage, I think.
0: I hope so, yeah. I hope the new titanium brick rules don't mean that we never have advantages anymore because they were fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. We'll be back hopefully tomorrow with a wrap-up for episode two of the TV show with the old Ring of Fire <laughs> car zoom zoom crash boom
2: thing. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at LEGO Masters underscore deconstructed and on Twitter at LMDThePod. the pod. Is that right? Yeah,
0: LMD the pod. Great name. Whoever thought of that is a genius. <laughs> yep. If you haven't checked out any of the previous episodes of this podcast, worth taking a look. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Most of the interviews are probably going to be worth it. Mm. A lot of good tips we got from last season's contestants on like how to apply and that sort of thing. That was a recurring theme. So if you're thinking about being a Lego Master yourself, there's a whole archive there for you to plunder. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next
2: time. Bye.